Welcome into the Hissiners Podcast Skull Edition. I'm Zach Bennett alongside my sister Paige. And today we talk a little bit about the free agents the Vikings should target, whether on the offense or de- defensive side of the football, and if that'll affect any of the potential draft candidates, QB maybe, that they will have in the upcoming draft, which is now only two weeks and a day away from when you listen to this episode. That's all next here on the His and Hers podcast, Skull Edition. All right, Nate, we, uh, we're kicking around a few different things to talk about. Um, I do think as, uh, you know, the, the biggest phase of the NFL free agency had kind of ended, we still look and see a few holes on the Vikings uh, roster that we kind of want to talk about of who they should potentially target. Um, and, you know, as we're you know speaking today, Chris Boyd ended up signing with the Cardinals. That leads us with Byron Murphy and uh, Andrew Booth Jr. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball uh, when it comes to DBs. So we look at free agents, you know, on the offensive side, you have some, some unique position. Obviously, the Vikings – in the need of a, maybe a wide receiver two or three, Jarvis Landry's out there. You go into, um, you know, maybe getting some O-line depth with, you know, we have some pretty good starters. But where do you want to start? What are, you know, some of the names that you're thinking of when you look at the Vikings roster? Um, and are these guys they should target before or after the draft? What are some of your thoughts in regards to the holes the Vikings have? Yeah, I mean, top three – Top three, in my mind, we need to fill our wide receiver, cornerback, and edge rusher, right? And so I think that those are the three that are top of mind for me. Now it comes down to a decision of like, do you pick those up in the draft or do you get them from free agency and kind of put in some stuff there? And I think that there is a benefit to, I mean, like a star like Justin Jefferson, we need another person on that field to one, take some focus away from him, have an additional threat, but then also make it so that we can do a variety of different play calls. that will make it so that we can do those long, deep passes and the short passes have different routes and everything like that. And so for me, it's like, if we don't pick up, if, if say the Vikings, like we, there's talks that we kind of mentioned in our other podcast, but there's been talks from the Vikings of moving up in the draft, potentially that's sounding like they would pick up a quarterback. Um, So it's like if you're going to go quarterback in the draft class in round one, then I think that you could pair that by doing wide receiver from a free agency. I mean, you mentioned Jarvis Landry. There's also Demarcus Robinson um, from the Baltimore Ravens, who's also a free agent. So like you could pick up um, somebody like that who has the has the talent and also the longevity of career and is like a more mature voice in that locker room that can kind of be paired with a. Adam Thielen, I think, was really great for Justin Jefferson in terms of coaching and then also not having an ego big enough that he wasn't ready to just let Justin Jefferson like like just go off. And so I think that that's the type of uh, that's the type of pairing that you need is either somebody that Justin Jefferson gets to coach and kind of gets to be the big talk that he's like proven himself over the last couple of years. Um, or pair it with someone like, I think that Jarvis Landry or Robinson would be great additions. And then that way you can focus on those other positions within the draft. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the ones that you mentioned that I, that we hadn't really talked about before, um, and I don't think it's talked about a ton, that actually had a stop with the Vikings just a few years ago, Yannick Ngakwe. I think, I do think uh, edge is more of an issue than 
we know just because right now we have guys on our roster that felt the position. But just like how I view Dalvin Cook, I do I don't have the feeling that Zadarius Smith is going to be on the roster uh, come training camp, come week one. Uh, and obviously, Quasey and them obviously talk to him every day or have talked to him multiple times to kind of outline what the plan is. Maybe they are working on an extension, but Yana Nagakwe is only 27. Uh, he had a stop for about, I think it was six to eight games, eight games at the most with the Vikings, and we gave up, I believe, a second-round pick for him. It was a weird, after they found out Daniel Hunter was going to be out for the season, they made this panic move. We started one and five, and then he was traded or something <laughs> like that. Like, it was just weird. Um, he had nine and a half sacks last year with the Colts. He had great production with the Raiders the year before. Uh, and so I don't think there's any reason why we uh, wouldn't take a flyer on him again. Um, he's still a free agent. We could pick him up um, and see if you compare him with Daniel Hunter and, and see what you can get out of him. And again, that all depends on what you plan to do with the Zedarius Smith. So maybe this isn't even on the radar because they feel like they have that uh, resolved or are working on a resolution with him and Daniel Hunter. But either way, if they don't, I do think edge rusher in today's NFL is an important one to address because no matter no matter how good your DBs are, if you don't have consistent pressure on the quarterback in today's NFL, they'll pick you apart. Yeah, it's such a good point. I think that, I mean, you and I are kind of both agreed that Zedarius, that Zedarius, ooh, that Zedarius won't be there come uh, September, but it'll be interesting to see if maybe we're just completely wrong on that and that the Vikings aren't really even considering um, doing anything in this position majorly this year because they're just anticipating having Hunter and Smith there as that duo again. But I just don't, I don't see that happening. I think that it's too much of a cap casualty. And so I think that we're going to see Smith out of there and then bringing in a free agent, like you mentioned, or even drafting that in like round three of the draft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when I look at some of the other uh, potential free agents, I do think, obviously I think the DBs is one of those areas that have to be addressed. Um, but I do think that's one that's primarily going to have to be addressed um, in the draft. Now there is one really interesting candidate. And again, it all depends on how the money works. And if Brian Flores feels like it entered, you know, fits into a scheme, uh, which when you look at the DBs that they've let go, uh, that were on the team last year, he must not have been impressed with what they showed on film with the scheme that was being run, uh, you know, with the Patrick Peterson being let go out the door, Chris Boyd being another one. But I think Marcus Peters is someone that is an older veteran that if you can get at the right dollar amount has shown to be a big playmaker. And he's played a lot of press man in this time in the NFL. Uh, over the last couple of years, it's been kind of hit or miss on his production last year at the Ravens wasn't remarkable, but he's a three time pro bowler. And he's proven to, you know, take big risks and, and you know, turn get interceptions, get the ball back to the offense. Uh, and so not that I'm banging on the drum uh, to bring him to Minnesota, but I think if you, you know, talk about veteran candidates to kind of help fill the role or, or provide depth to your locker room, I do think he's someone that you, sh you know, should certainly consider to bring in to kind of fortify that secondary. Yeah. And I think um, another position that we've talked about in the past that I think just needs to be like put focus on is running back. Obviously, that would clear up a lot. We could save eight million dollars this year um, by moving on from Madison <clears throat> or Cook. And so I think that we need to explore that, especially with running back position, I think is one of the most um, age 
defiant per positions in the NFL, whereas like it's just rough on the body, lots of injury, and the best like five years of them is at the beginning of their career, and then they really start to taper off. And so I think that that's not a position that I would necessarily want a free agent for. I don't think like I mean we know like Kareem Hunt's on the market, you've got Ezekiel Elliott, but it's like do you want to put money into a running back like that when you could just as easily pick one up in the draft that could get the job done? Um, and so I think that's kind of where I'm leaning on the the running back situation is I don't want to go free agent on that. I'd rather, unless you can get them at a really stiller deal, it's like, just pick that up in the draft class. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well. Cause I think you, with the, like you said, with the running back position, you can get tremendous value at the back half, have them for real cheap. I mean, we look at what Madison has done for us, you know, in the years that he's been here, uh, if relative to what he's gotten paid and it's been a pretty, one of the more value contracts in the NFL. I, another one that I've been saying for a long time that the Vikings should, I'm, you know, in my mind, very interested to see why they haven't uh, made a pursuit of him because I have never been really blown away by what Ezra Cleveland um, and, you know, the guards have done for the Vikings the last few years. Um, I really do think that Dalton Risner uh, for the Broncos would be a really good fit. He, you came into the league a few years ago, started all 62 games since he's been in the league. And it's been a very solid, uh, very solid uh, guard for the Broncos. They had a lot of offensive line issues, but he certainly wasn't a primary concern for him. So I think you get a veteran, get a big dude, get a big body in there, kind of pair with Garrett Bradbury to help him not, um, you know, get bull rushed such, you know, as easy as Edgar Ingram had problems with, with some bigger defensive tackles. Um, and in my opinion, Ezra Cleveland, while he did adjust as well as he could going from a right tackle to a guard, um, I just think that's a hard transition for outside linemen with the, you know, the footwork involved in that type of move. And so getting a true guard, a true guard body and hoping maybe Ed Ingram takes that next step in the second year uh, with the improvement that Garrett Bradbury shown. If you can bring Dalton Risner in, all of a sudden you got two bookend tackles. You got it, hopefully a, a center that takes another step from the improvement we made last year. Same with Ed Ingram having a full season under his belt. You got a proven veteran there. All of a sudden, the offensive line looks pretty good. Now, Kirk Cousins has all the time in the world to throw. Uh, and that offense, I think, would open up tremendously. Can you imagine giving, be weird. Kirk, giving Kirk Cousins more than five seconds to get rid of the ball? Well, if he had five seconds, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, that like you look at that last play. The, the highly criticized play of Kirk Cousins with the check down. I mean, he had no time. No time. No time to throw the ball. Uh, I'm I spacing right now the defensive tackle for the Giants, but he was right in his face. And so it was either a sack, how Joe Burrow ended his season last year, or a check down to a guy to see if he can make a play. But that's so far gone. I, I've moved on. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to rehash old injuries. No, but Dalton Risner. I think he's a big dude, and I think he'd be a good get for the Vikings. Retweet. Uh, any other names that you're kind of looking at for the Vikings that would be interesting for them to go after? Um, Not really. I don't know. I think I've mentioned all the ones that are really top of mind for me. I think that... I just think there's a lot of benefit of going for, I mean, if we don't get like a Dalton Risner, then like Roger Saffold is also a free agent. 
and like Justin Pugh. So I think that those could also like, if it's not a Risner, like just adding in some maturity to that position, as well as just like a guy that just like knows how to play the position would just be super helpful, especially because we do have a lot of um, younger guys on, on the line. And so I think that just having some sort of level of leadership would really help out players that like the booths and stuff that they just need a little bit of direction in terms of understanding how to play in the NFL and how to be successful. And it could really go a long way for them. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, other than that, I, obviously I think the draft will kind of paint the picture of maybe why some of these moves haven't happened. And that's why I think you see that initial rush of free agents and then it kind of settles down a little bit. Um, and then after the draft, you see all of it pick up. And that's why in my mind, if anything were to happen with Lamar Jackson, it would happen after the draft because the teams that maybe were thinking about going to get in a quarterback, it doesn't work. Um, or, you know, even the guys in maybe the top 10 that, want to make a move for Lamar, but they don't want to give up that number nine pick this year because hopefully, you know, if they if they get that guy in the top 10, then they add Lamar Jackson afterwards, they'll be later round picks, so they won't hold as such weight. Uh, and so that's kind of why I feel like some of this stuff hasn't happened yet. Uh, so I think what the one thing about the Vikings in the draft is there seems to be an unusual mole, unusual mole, <clears throat> an unusual amount of smoke around them taking a quarterback. And we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago with our QB conundrum the Vikings are currently facing. But it just seems like more and more little things are coming out. And maybe it's just smoke and mirrors. That is a big part of playing, you know, being a GM and coaching the NFL. But do you think there's any validity to it? I mean, I've seen things here and there. Would it be wild? for them to trade up and take one of the four quarterbacks or five quarterbacks. They've been hooked to Kenan Hooker as well. What do you make of those? Do you think there's validity to them at all? I think there's some validity to it, right? I mean, obviously we know that the Vikings have an older quarterback who <clears throat> has some issues, right? I mean, we all love Kirk Cousins, but he's not the franchise quarterback of the fairy tales of like the Patrick Mahomes and the Joe Burrows of the world. And so I think that there's obviously validity behind Kwesi and O'Connell have a vision for where the organization is going to go, not just in 2023, but then and beyond. And so it's like understanding that they're going to be making moves that they think are the best interest in the organization. And so I wouldn't be shocked, right? We know that we're going to need a quarterback eventually. So like, why not go get that now and start getting that, especially if they're having conversations and then they have their eye on one of these quarterbacks that they think is going to be extra special within the, <clears throat> within the NFL. But I think it can also be one of those things, right, where it's like we want to get a lot of excitement around the trade, the trades, the draft picks, everything that's going to happen. So there's an element of that. And also, is it a little bit of like, oh, getting this excitement around, oh, they're trading up early to to get one of those quarterbacks. Um, maybe their plan is to trade up early, get land a top receiver and then uh, get themselves set up for next year to do the draft. So I think this can go in so many ways. And so it's just fun to kind of speculate on what's going to happen, but I wouldn't be mad to find out that the Vikings are going to pick up a quarterback. Cause I think the earlier we can get a young, talented quarterback into the locker room, the better, uh, the, the quicker we're going to see a return on that investment that we've been waiting for, for decades now at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. I do think, um, you got to take some swings and the Vikings haven't been really known to make those swings at quarterback. They've always, you know, 
kind of always faltered, you know, went to the veterans, uh, you guys on their second contract, guys a little bit older, uh, and which has led to them being super stable as a franchise. You know, they've always been, as we've gone over, the third winning winning his franchise in the Super Bowl history. Uh, but there's been no championship show for because they've never had that dynamic quarterback to take them over the top. Uh, whether it was Case Keenum, Brett Favre making the bonehead decision to throw a pick, Randall Cunningham, you know, shrinking in the moment, although it was mainly to do with Gary Anderson. But you know, the list goes on of not having that guy to kind of finish a, a season like a Patrick Mahomes, um, Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, you know, those guys that ascend you to a different level. But nonetheless, I love Kirk. If they go continue that ro- you know, road, I, I fully support it because I think he's almost as good as you get in the NFL. Not as good as you get in the NFL, but he is as close to it as you can get. And if you can build out that solid team around him, I think you can win a lot of football games. But uh, any other thoughts, any other uh, things before we wrap up this episode, Paige? No, next week we'll, we'll be doing a mock draft. So yep, look we'll- forward to that. Yep, we'll talk about what we think the Vikings draft will look like. We'll see if there's any validity or even more smoke that comes out about the Vikings quarterback situation, uh, which unless they're keeping Kirk Cousins kind of say this is all a facade. I really hope they're letting Kirk know like, hey, we're just doing this. We're just doing this. (laughs) Don't worry, bro. But I don't think that's happening because I do think that they don't plan to stick with Kirk for the next few years or else I think a contract extension would have already been done. So you got to make him feel comfortable enough that he wants to play for you this year though. So that guy has no problem being hated. I mean, he just is, he's all about, I mean, you look at those last few years in uh, Washington, the owner pretend like he didn't know, or GM did pretend not to know his name, calling him Kurt Cousins. I mean, the dude just balls. I mean, as you know, as best he can. So we love Kirky. That's right. All right, well, thanks for tuning in this episode of the His and Hers Podcast, Skull Edition. We'll be back next Wednesday with our full mock draft and what we expect to happen this year. Can't wait. Love y'all.